Podcast Gaming Network presents Planet Side Off the Record. Size really does matter. Everybody, welcome to Planet Side. Off the record for episode number two, we are back. Unfortunately, Keth is not with us today. He has a lot of work obligations this week, a ton of overtime. He apologizes he couldn't make it. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, the host of this of this show, and joining me as always, the writer, my right hand man, Mr. Mike Forney. Yo, I'm a man of few words. Yeah, thank God that's not the, really the case when a podcast, because then you wouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> Hey, the words that I say, they're like the most interesting man in the world. They have weight behind them. Most interesting man in, pla- in planet side. <laughs> the other teams join his side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and replacing Kath today is Derek, a.k.a. Origin. Hey guys, how's it going? He is from Minecraft Off the Record fame, and he's a, a uh, admin on the Minecraft servers. And a complete planet-side noob, so this should be entertaining. Entertaining. But, correct me if I'm wrong, though, Derek, aren't you one of those people that are really excited for this game? Oh, yeah, I'm, like, checking my email every hour, hoping <laughs> to get into the beta at any I second. St- I stopped doing that because it's just pissing me off. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, let's talk about a week in the game. Oh, wait, you guys don't run out in the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can't talk about what I've been doing. So, anyway... That'll be happening when we go full show, when the NDA is lifted, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, we do have a show for you guys today. We're going to talk about implants. They did a lot of a big release on implants. Well, there was a video from the the was the cynical Brit. Um, we have a Q and A from a game designer with Planet Side Two, and we have a whole bunch of questions that the fans of this show have given to us via Twitter via email all through the week and we'll get into those lastly so let's get started i'm going to play a little bit of a, of a feature on this implant a little small portion of it and we're going to talk about it all there is to it when it comes to implants honestly you earn araxium by fighting and taking bases and taking territory for your empire for your personal stock you can spend it on implants which at the moment last for 24 hours there are the boosts which take a separate implant slot which will give you stuff like resource boost and experience boost that's the monetization of the game you can have up to three implants at a time depending i believe on either what battle rank you are or on what certifications you happen to have so it really does come down to what they decide to do with it that's not entirely confirmed at this stage but one way or the other they give you minor benefits and allow you to customize your character with some small boosts depending on your particular playstyle. please ignore the weird desaturation with the stuff that was going on in the background there that's a bug with the china joy build that has already been fixed my name has been total biscuit taking another look all right so what he basically was talking about was the basic two different categories of implants and how they are used. You have two different categories. One that is bought from in-game currency, which he says, which he said it was Araxium. There are four different, or three or four different resources in the game that are used to buy different things. Araxium is the one that's used to buy implants and I believe uh, weapon upgrades. Uh, correct me if I, I'll, I'll have, when I get more information on that, I'll let everybody know, but... Uh, those are 24-hour-based implants. 
and they do they boost things such as weapon reload, uh, weapon swap, uh, quicker aim after sprinting, things of that nature. When it comes to like the the ground combat, um, for vehicles, there's ones that reduce the respawn time of your aircraft or ground vehicles or both by down to five minutes and make the ATVs instant which is a big deal because a lot of the vehicles in the game take forever on the respawn, up to like 20, 30 minutes. So reducing it down to five minutes can be a very big deal. Mike, what did you get out of this video? That there's also ones that will speed up your respawn time, so if you die a lot like me, you can respawn faster. Yeah, and the more you die, the more frequently you die, the quicker your respawn timer is. I remember experimenting with aircraft, and having to wait a minute and a half to respawn because I died so many times. Yeah, yeah, it keeps increasing usually. But normally, I usually running. But normally though, I, I go back to minimum every time because I'm alive long enough because the world's so huge. But yeah. when it comes to implants, the other side is is the monetized side, which are implants that give you a temporary boost in either XP or resource gain and other little goodies of that nature. Those are bought with station cash or Sony cash. Stony coins, whatever they call them. What do they call yeah. them? I was asking you, what, what do they call them? I forgot. Uh, station cash. Station cash. Right, I had it right yeah. the first time. Yeah, it's station cash. They Basically, they're just ones that don't really have an impact on the game itself. They just have an impact on your character. Basically, how quick you can level, um, the, way, the rate that you gain uh, resources, that sort of thing. Yeah, in some cases, though, I might actually buy that resource one. I mean, you can uh, sit there. I've for, got station huh? cash already saved up. Resources are gained by how many bases you own in that particular uh, that particular um, continent, and each different base can mine different resources. So now, of course, it. I've never played this game, but the whole twenty-four hour thing, um, I don't like that. Why is that a good thing? For the implants, I don't think it yeah. is a good thing, but they do no. cost very little, very, very, very little resources. So, and every time you respawn, you're right in front of a loadout console anyway, so it only takes two seconds to go in there, buy one, and slap it in your slot. And I think you can do it without being at a loadout console. And basically what it is, it's pretty much like potions and other MMOs. You get a potion, you use it, it increases your ability, but it's limited, and then you have to go buy another potion. That's okay. pretty much exactly what it is, but... You know, for first-person shooter, they call it implants. More like a stim or something like that, pretty much. I like it better because you got to look at it this way, Derek. If um, if they were a permanent thing, okay, Let's say you got one for quicker loadout that increases your or your your quicker reload, which increases okay. your reload by like half of a second. Now, in order to make that out without being overpowered, they'd have to increase the cost of it substantially. Right. To like maybe three or four thousand resource, where right now it's you know forty five. Okay. And then so a lot of the new players are going to have to wait weeks, if not months, to get enough resources just to buy that one implant. Okay. Yeah. Which would increase the barrier of entry. Exactly. Much. Okay. It just makes it fairer for both the older players and the newer players. So someone like me who spends a couple of hours here and there in the game, because I don't have all the time in the world to play plant side like I want to. Who knows, when the game launches, I might be spending way too much time in it. But anyway, it allows me to go in there, get the implants I need for that day, because I'm going to have the resources most likely, 
it's actually not hard to get resources, especially if your faction owns the, the majority of the map. It makes it right. really easy. Just slap in a couple of implants, and I'm good for my game, my day of gaming right there. And they're okay, so well, you swayed me. Okay, yeah, they're, that sounds they're, like a good idea. They're so cheap that if I don't like a certain load, way I'm like I'm playing right now, say I'm a heavy heavy loadout, I have a quick weapon swap so I can get to my rocket launcher and my assault rifle quickly. But yet, then I need to switch over to a max suit, so I can I need to get a different implant. I can go in there, buy the cheap implant, swap them out really quick, and be on my way. That makes sense. They um they did a new launch of the on the beta recently. I can't talk about it, but they included implants, and uh, some of the implants. And I've been toying with them. And these are all this is all beta guys, so there's a, that's subject to change on what the implants can do and, or what their costs will be. But right now they're they're very very inexpensive. I, I hope they keep it that way because that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, and like they said, you start out with only being able to use one implant, and then through playing the game, whether it be getting your level up or your certs up, you'll be able to use up to three at a time. Right, and then the the fourth slot is not about just for the um, the boosts. I the believe. boost, yeah, which is the, yeah. the the cash one you have to buy. From what it, yeah, from what it looks like now, <laughs> from you know everything they've shown, yeah, uh, you know that might change. <laughs> you know, still in early beta, so. <laughs> so all those of you out there waiting to play Planet Side Two, start buying your Sony cash now. Your station cash. A little bit of time. That way when you get in game, you'll have enough to get what you want. Yeah, I've got so much right now, it's not even funny. <laughs> they had a sale on Christmas or Christmas. Or, I don't know. Whenever the last major holiday was, and I bought a bunch. Now, if I would have been psychic and knew this game was coming out back then, I would have bought a lot, too. I knew it was coming out. I know everything. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm psychedelic, see? All right. Anything else on the implants before we move on? I don't think that's about it. Yeah, no, I'm good. All righty. By the way, ATVs are fun. You can die really easy using them because I've driven off of a cliff without seeing the cliff. Anyway, so we have a Q&A. Mike, what is this Q&A about? Um, Jason Good, he's the senior game designer at Planet Side 2, um, had an interview with uh, some guys from Mortar HQ. So uh, I'll go ahead and read off some of the questions, and read their answer, and then we can discuss them. So the first one was, will there be any training simulation and or tutorials for vehicle training and a gun range? And the answer that Jason gave was, not at the moment, but it's not something we've ruled out developing down the road. Now, in the first Planet Side, they actually had a training simulation room where you'd go in and you could do every gun in the game, test every vehicle out, test every plane out to see what you like. So it's kind of weird that they took it out of this one. Yeah, I really wish they had it in there because having to buy a new ship every time you crash it and wait 30 minutes to try again is aggravating. Yeah, so, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe it fits in with the way they've designed the game. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, well, we don't know. (laughs) They haven't said anything about it. I just know that flying takes practice. Even driving vehicles takes practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the first game, it was a pain, and you had to learn it. And the best way was to go on the range and figure it out. But yeah, I spent I guess hours. In this in, one, it's trial and error. I spent hours in the VR training, learning how to fly in that in Planet Side One. I'm gonna try to fly. I'm just gonna fly really low, so that way, if I do crash, hopefully, I'll crash into some enemy guy and blow him up. Nah, just go for a um, a light armor loadout when you're flying. Yeah, that, that way you have a jetpack. What's the fun of that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, kamikaze on there, buds. Well, well he, here we are back to that barrier of entry thing. Uh, 
So when I pop into the first thing, I just run around until I get shot. I mean... Now, there, you do first spawn in a safe zone. Okay. That you can buy vehicles in and yeah, you'll, your you'll spawn in your headquarters, basically. Yeah. Your, your side's headquarters, your faction's okay. headquarters. All right. And then from there, you can uh, either quick hotspot, I think it's called, which is jump into action right away, and it'll randomly put you where action is. You can jump on a plane that's flying somewhere. There's multiple ways you can get to the battle that you want to get to. Yeah. And okay. your squad will usually have a galaxy or something like that to where you can hop in that and they'll fly you to wherever the their the action is or where yeah. that your squad's gonna wants to fight or your platoon. That's one of the things about this game that's pretty amazing is that you can have your squad leaders and there's uh cert points in the game that I know in Plant Side One they had it for leadership where if you went down the leadership path and put cert points into it you would get certain abilities. That no one else could have for like marking and, and planning and stuff like that. I don't remember exactly what they were. I believe there was some kind of like satellites where you can see enemy movement and for a small area. Do you remember that, Mike? Because they they, in, they did that in a patch after the game launched in Planetside. Yeah, they had different things you can do, and and they've already announced that that squad leaders and platoon leaders do have uh, abilities that they can use in this game. They haven't said what they are yet. Yeah. But that's actually, uh, they get into it a little bit later in this Q&A. They have a, okay, we'll wait until then then. <clears throat> there is a cert path for leadership. So the being able to plot out the map and seeing where where leaders say, okay, we need to go attack here. We'll split the squads up to go to A on this base. The other squad goes to B. We'll take it and we'll just move in that way. That It's exciting as sin. Okay. <laughs> All right, question number two. All right, question number two is, what aspect of the game is going to make us want to play for longer time? Jason answered that there are a few different aspects to cover when it comes to longevity, but for me, certifications are doing the heavy lifting. We plan on launching with a ton of certification trees for everything from classes to weapons to vehicles that will tailor players that will players tailor their classes, vehicles and equipment to specific strategies and play styles. If you want access to everything, you're going to need to put a lot of time in the game. Plus, we will be adding in additional certifications as we go. So there should be something new to check out. So basically, you can do whatever you want in this game when you get in there. There's different classes, but you create just a character. Blank slate, basically. And you're going to, as you level up, you get certifications, and you can pretty much unlock what you want to do. You can unlock if you want to be a healer. You can unlock heavy weapons if you want to be a heavy weapon specialist. And eventually, you can unlock everything if you sink the time into the game. <laughs> well, that's typical MMO. Yeah, you're not gonna have everything unlocked and be maximum level right from the start. No, it's not how this game works. It is an MMO, hands down, but it's a first-person shooter MMO, which makes it incredibly different. All right, so what you do is you you pick a path, you go down that. And once you're done with that, you can choose another path, or no, like how would you do that? You can put some points into certain paths and then go on to a different one and put points in that. I believe. I don't know for sure. Okay. They haven't announced yeah, anything on it? Yeah, you can jump it? back and forth. You don't have to just go down one. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. that's what it was in Planetside 1. Well, that the Planetside 1 certification system was completely different than yeah. 2, so it's not 100% right now. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's different. You can pick, say, hey, you know what, I want to get, I just want to get Sniper, which is the Infiltration Tree, but you don't want to do any of the other minor things in Infiltration Tree. So you just choose your infiltration, choose your sniper, and then you should be able to go on to, say, heavy assault if you want to create a heavy assault loadout, too. Or you can specify which one. You just want to concentrate on heavy assault first. That's up to you. 
it, it, there's a lot of leeway from what they've announced for this game so far as to how you want to create your character. There's cert points for specific weapons. So you re- you really like that plasma rocket launcher and you want to improve it, you can put cert points into it to make that root weapon even better. Okay, I'm just I'm coming from the WoW mentality, so I just feel like I, I don't want to be pigeonholed. Yeah, well, the customization in this game is is so much greater than what's normal. Okay. Yeah, you're not really limited in this game to what you can do. Good. Except by the time that you put into the game. you Basically, you're limiting yourself depending on how much time you want to put into the game. So if you have no life and you want to play 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, you'll be BA real soon. If you're like me and you could probably put like a couple hours in once or twice a week, it'll probably take a while. <laughs> I gotta admit, though, I am a big fan of the um, the boosts for the implants. That's yeah. going to make my life, who's someone who can't play as often as a lot of people, a lot easier and still be on par with everybody else. Yeah, I'll be using that XP one probably fairly often. Oh, yeah, definitely. Get my get me up there. That way I can make sure I keep up with everybody else. It takes a long time to go up a battle rank. It didn't plan side one. Yep. It starts off, well, it starts off fairly quick, you know, but then it really slows down. <laughs> All right, question number five, or four, whatever, the next one. Next question. Okay, next question. Also, are battles on different continents interrelated in any way? Jason says, combat across continents is related but indirectly. While there are no mechanics that will impact you on Indar because of fighting happening on Amrush, you could see a dramatic impact when it comes to player behavior. It allows for things like a feint on a different continent to set up a major attack or just being able to strike where your enemy doesn't expect you to. So basically what it's saying is, yeah, there's different continents, and you can pick whichever one you want to do, but it's not going to affect anything on another continent. I believe, Other than, it huh? only, I believe the resources and everything that you gather is only when you're on that continent, that specific continent. It might continent. be true. Yeah. So the, really what it does, it just gives you more places to go, allows you to plan out your tack. You know, obviously, if you just show up in the middle of enemy territory, they're going to be surprised, and they might take a while to get themselves together to defend you. So it just gives you multiple options, multiple places to go. I mean, it's just a huge game. That'd be a good tactic to do a, a feint like that, to send off a, a small squad to like the other side of the map in um, yep. enemy territory, have them attacking for a little bit to where all their, like, say you're Venu and you're going after the Terrain Republic, and the Terrain will see that map ping saying this base is being attacked. They'll freak out. They'll all go over there. In the meantime, you take the other three squads and you go attack the base on the other side of the continent. <laughs> or completely the opposite. Get a bunch of people, you know, two platoons worth to attack a base. Mm-hmm. Have the enemy mount up a defense and then have one or two squads sneak into another base. Yeah. Gives you that option too, you know. They won't even expect it. I can't wait until we oh, get our update. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. A lot of planning going to go into this. We'll see who the strategic minds are. All right. Next question: Will be, be will we be allowed to pick up fallen kits from friendly or enemy players, and will there be squad spawning? The current design does not allow you to pick up kits of fallen friends or foes. To this point, it just really doesn't fit with the rest of the game. Um, as far as squad spawning, there will definitely be squad spawning. The current plan is to tie the ability to squad spawn to a deployable beacon that can be unlocked via the leadership certification tree. That so, and a galaxy. There you go. Yeah. So you'll be able to spawn directly on your squad depending on how high your leader has in a certification tree. 
So, so that goes, the question you were asking earlier is, yes, they do get specific things. <laughs> so I guess, um, like, for instance, in our, in our outfit that we're going to be running for QGN, and we actually have a a, uh, a guild, a, a major, major guild, gaming guild, that we are in communication with right now to work with. So we may be tying in with them or not. We're not sure yet. But right now we are, the Quest Gaming Network is gilding with them in Star Wars. Republic. Well, as long as they're going to be the new. <laughs> yeah, but so we're going to actually have to have people who they are going to be like our squad leaders or our platoon leaders to actually put and spend time in the leadership certification points trees, certification yep. trees. So, like, say for instance, I want to be a squad leader, or platoon leader. I'm like, I'm going to have to put points into that. Like, well, I'm going to be one of the guild leaders, and so will Mike. So. <laughs> But if you wanted to be like a leader, like a squad leader, you would come to us and say, like, I want to be a squad leader. What should I do? And we'll give you guys advice on how to do it. And you can put leadership certification points in there and have what you need. And having an iPad always helps, or any kind of tablet, since they're releasing that uh, program for it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're actually- going to split it up like they did in Planetside. Where they, or I don't know if they did in Planetside, actually. This is just an idea here. What if they split it up by squad leader? Platoon leader or outfit leader? Well, outfit leader doesn't really have anything going on mm. as far as battles go. Outfit leader is just pretty much the leader of the clan. You have squad leaders, and then you have the platoon leader, and that's all you have. I'm definitely going to be. I think I'm going to go ahead and go and, and put a lot of leadership points into like for uh, platoon leader and squad leader. So yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Next question. What are the requirements to start an outfit? Can I have different command levels within an outfit? And what happens if players in another server want to join my outfit? Do outfits have their own VOIP system? So there is no requirements to start an outfit, but you'll need to recruit and carve out a reputation to be one of the elite. Outfits do not have command levels. They are specific to each server. Outfit squads, commanders, and people in your proximity all have access to their own voice chat. You'll be, you also have the ability to create a private password-protected channels as well. So pretty much the same as in other MMOs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, an outfit is it's pretty much just like a guild, a clan, and any other MMO you'd say. It's pretty I'm much. pretty sure I can say this because they've already announced the whole VoIP system in-game. But it is insanely well done. I have experienced it, and it sounds like a Skype call. It's extremely clear. That's really good, because I remember when they tried to, was it WoW, they tried to implement it in there, mm-hmm. and it failed miserably. Horrible. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Yeah. The voice over IP system for Planetside 2 will eliminate the need of having a Skype, Mumble, TeamSpeak server. That's good. That's really good. I'd rather have it implemented into the game. And I really like how they're going to add it onto like the iPad or the iPhone and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it's amazing. All right, next question. Will, where will you have servers? For example, North America, Europe, uh, Oceanic? Right now, they don't have any specifics on the servers, but the safe bet, they said they'll have a North American server and a European server at the very least. Right, it's not really much to talk about there, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. How many levels of command will there be, and how will outfits work together to achieve larger objectives? For example, will there be a command structure higher than an outfit that can coordinate several outfits? If so, how are they elected, chosen? 
Alright, so Jason goes into squads have six members with one leader. The active leader will be able to use his special leadership abilities while acting as leader. Platoons are a group of four squads. There is a platoon leader, which is the leader of the alpha squad. The leaders of each squad will be able to use their special abilities for their specific squad. Squad and platoon leaders can gain access to a special command channel where they can text and voice chat with other leaders to form structured attacks. Outfits are more of a social group of allies than something tied to technical organization. You will have a name, an emblem, and voice and text chat, but will not see them on the map or be able to use leadership's abilities on them unless they're in your squad or platoon. Oh, this so. kind of stuff, I, even that just the, the thought of saying like Alpha Squad, the, the my imagination goes nuts here. I can just picture seeing like me, or not just me, but having like our five of our top guys in our outfit being an Alpha Squad on the main platoon. Those are like the go-getters like the the big guns some of the ones that are like okay well we're everyone else is going to set up for them to go and take care of business <laughs> yeah yeah and just like the first planet side those squad and platoon leaders are going to have their own text chat plus voice chat in this one so they'll be able to t- talk to other uh leaders and basically form strategies for what you guys are going to do what the platoons are going to do so That's awesome. really cool really good idea should really help with the strategy of the game yeah, I like I like the whole separation where you don't have the the grunts inputting as we yeah. are trying to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It takes that out of the equation. So yeah, basically, the, so the platoon leader down. would basically be like talking to the squad leaders. The squad leaders would then pass on the orders to their squad. Yep, that's Sounds exactly. very structured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first game really wasn't. It looks like they're trying to improve on this one, so it it should be real. It should be really good. So very <laughs> really militaristic. Great. I like it a lot. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, next question is, we Battlefield vets are assuming continued support for Planetside 2 with new weapons, vehicles, and maps. How often could we expect to see new content? Every six months, three months, as needed, yearly? Also, what kind of things can be expected post-launch? Naval vehicles and water continent? Space battles? Hovering bases? In terms of adding new weapons, vehicles, maps, etc., we want to be cognizant of maintaining appropriate balance. With that being said, at this point, I'd roll with as needed. Everything else in your list sounds totally awesome. There are definitely plans for post-launch, but right now we're all focused on executing external beta and com- commercial launch. Good. They need to be. Yeah. So I, they're, they're going to release content for it. There's going to be add-on content. There's going to be stuff coming down the line. They're not thinking about it right now, which they shouldn't be. They should be trying to get this game done, and then they'll start working on it afterwards. I am so glad I'm in the beta right now because I'd be going absolutely insane right now <laughs> with anticipation. <laughs> I, I was such a nut for the first Planet Side, but there were a lot of problems with it. And the Planet Side 2, when I first heard about it and was reading about it and how it's a re envisioning of the first Planet Side and how they fixed pretty much, in my mind, all the problems that occurred with Planet Side 1, I've been out of my mind excited for this game since then. And when Mike told me about it, yeah, we were nerdgasming over the phone. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. All right, and the last question that I have, are you allowed to have multiple characters from different factions? And if so, how many character slots are players allocated? Is there the ability to switch factions without rolling a new character? Okay, we are only allowing one character per server. 
you can switch your class on the fly and unlock every possible cert on one character, so it shouldn't be overly constraining. Post-launch, we plan on adding the ability to do a paid faction switch, similar to the concept of paying for a server swap on other MMOs, but there is no in-game mechanic allowing you to defect. So, you know, they're only going to get to do one character per server. <laughs> Which means you're not going to be able to create a character on Venu and then create a character on uh, Terran Republic and sure log into that? that one and go shoot your teammates in the back. It's a good thing and a bad thing. It, it sucks because it's going to limit you to what you can do. If you have friends that play different factions, you're not going to be able to play with them. But it's going to keep the douchebags <laughs> from jumping on another character to shoot his own team in the back. Or yeah, and tell everybody, hey, they're 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 doing a feint. We got to go here and here. Exactly eliminates the whole spy the whole spy mentality. Yeah, right, that's that's why I thought it was a good thing because that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, depending on the way you look at it, it's both good and bad. So basically, let's say that we have a new on on one server. That's our main outfit, and people really want to try out being Train Republic. We can actually create another server and a Train Republic outfit, another server, and just kind of run them on the side. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not. That's not a bad thing at all. I like it actually. Yeah, yeah. I like the separation. <clears throat> I do too. I, I really like the fact, that, like you said, you can't just jump on and, and tell them where to go. You know. Oh, you know these guys are going over and they're attacking this base, guys. Go, go, go! No, forget that. Yeah, that, that doesn't that happen in real life. It ain't gonna happen on here. That installs <laughs> a big loyalty right there. A major yeah. faction loyalty. I like this. This is really good. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember playing on other games that were similar in concept like for World of Warcraft for instance when we before they had battlegrounds when we were doing we had to do live raids people would have horde characters and alliance characters and when they saw like in Orgrimmar them organizing a, a massive horde attack on a certain city they would jump over to their alliance say hey everybody they're coming to fight us and they would be right there waiting and it would just ruin the whole surprise yeah, um, this mechanic allows it it prevents that surprise from happening or that that lack of surprise from happening. Right, that's the exact scenario I was thinking of, because that happened quite a bunch. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so that was the Q&A, and we'd like to thank all those people who were involved in this Q&A to getting it done. A lot of good information there, and we have a lot of questions from our listeners I want to get into, and some of the big ones we're going to answer right away. This one I've gotten a thousand times this week alone. I have a beta key. Why can't I download the beta? Why not? It's simple. What you got was a priority access beta key. What that basically means is you are guaranteed to be in the beta. It doesn't guarantee you when you'll be in the beta. So after you get that beta key, you put it on your account on the Planetside 2 website. You have to wait for an email with that, 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 blah, 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 that will contain the link to download the game. That's when you're in the beta. So what you're saying is I'm going to have to check my email every hour for the next three months, possibly? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. I'm going to have to buy a new mouse. <laughs> I have email on my phone. So I have it set to auto-update every every uh, five minutes. And with the network, I kind of did it anyway because we get 50 emails an hour. So that's what I did when I... I got that email two minutes after I sent it and was running around my living room like a little, like a little kid. <laughs> ah, I can't wait to hear when you do that, too. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I'm sure Mike will be calling me, I got it, I got it. 
He'll be at work and have to tell his boss, <coughs> oh, I came down with something. <coughs> Unfortunately, that doesn't work really well considering I'm the boss. Ah, uh, right. That does make things, <laughs> make things harder. Yeah, a little bit harder. <laughs> the second question we got is, when will they start envi- inviting priority beta keys? Um, I believe they just started closed beta this week. Before that, it was an alpha. And in alpha, they only invited veterans. That's it. So people who have been playing Planetside for a certain length of time, which is kind of weird that I got in and Mike did not. No, no the one they were doing the uh, technical test, and they were just inviting people based on their systems. Technical test is alpha, Mike. Yeah, but they were just inviting people based on their systems. They okay, weren't even necessarily right. inviting Planetside vets. That's right. And the, the uh, closed beta, the beta started Tuesday. Yeah. And the first people that got in are current subscribers to Planet Side One and veterans. Yeah. Uh, then the next step is veterans of Planet Side One, which have played the game before, and then priority betas. So you guys could be waiting a few weeks at yeah, the earliest. There is no time frame. There, there's no set time frame. I know that when closed beta is finished, which could take a month or two, uh, closed beta in normal is normally the longest phase of beta. That's where all the major bug fixes and key things are finished. Um, Open beta is when the vast majority of those fixes are complete, and it becomes server load testing and basically an in-game preview for everyone else. So closed beta could take another two to three months. We don't know. No one knows right now. Well, that's that's good. I mean, patience will win out because... I'll get to play the game when it's completely fun after you guys go in there and break it, right? Yeah. yeah. Trust me, it's, it was rough during Alpha, but it was still amazingly polished for being an Alpha. Anyway, so just take a solace in knowing that you have a beta key, that you are going to be in the beta. Guaranteed. It's just a matter of when. And just wait for that email. I would expect for priority betas probably to start within two or three weeks. It could be sooner. I have actually talked to people in-game currently who were priority beta key holders. And have really? never played beta, have never played Planetside before. That's encouraging. So it could happen anytime, guys. Uh, next question. Do I have to pick a class and stick with it on that character? This, I, so this one's I've gotten a lot. There's been a lot of confusion. It's not like your typical MMO where you start the game, you create your character, you pick your class, you go in the game. It doesn't work like that. Um, all classes are there right from the get-go. When you start out the game, they put you in, I believe, light armor. You go right to the PR station, you can switch out to whatever class you want to play. And there are, I believe, three loadouts you can do per class that you can save for three different situations per class. So if you are in a heavy combat situation where people are dying a lot, you want to switch to a medic, you go to a station, you switch to a medic, you're back out in the field as a medic. And how well you are at each of those classes depends on your certification points that you put into those classes. Precisely. Um, So you can be a combat medic on the fly or a max suit or heavy or light depending on the situation. Light is good. Each class has different things they're really, really good at. Um, engineers, great defense, um, they can repair vehicles, you know, all kinds of goodies that can happen on in the game. So you can switch out at any time in the game with your one character. So you don't have to pick a class and stick with it. That's not how it works. You can be anything you want to be. <laughs> be all you can be. 
on the QGN <laughs> outfit. <clears throat> That's probably the most exciting part about this whole Planet Side 2 is just that, that's what I hate about it. all the other MMOs is just being, you know, I get down to level 30 and now I decided I hate this, uh, this class and I just wasted, you know, 50 hours. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Been there, done that. And Mike, when we play starts. MMOs together, can never make up his mind and start, so he switches 15 times, so that's constantly had to switch with him to keep up with him and <laughs> I usually level about every class or every yeah every class to like level ten or whatever to see which one I like first and then continue on. That seemed to be the easiest way to do it for me. Uh, next question is: Heard the game was way oh not that one. Uh, heard the vehicle respawn timers are ridiculous. Is this true? No comment due to NDA. And I don't have any clue. Um, heard the game was way too much like Battlefield Three. Not in the slightest. Think. Take all the different first-person shooters you play and throw them out the window because that's not it. The mechanics yeah, of how you play in for in first-person while on as a ground unit very similar to way Battlefield Three and um, Call of Duty series works and feels, but it doesn't go beyond the look and f- the the feel of it. That's as far as it goes. And the massive scale of it. <laughs> the scale's ridiculous. Oh my lord! I can't wait to hear people's comments when they get into the game. I know I was stunned when I first got into Planet Side 2, and everyone else will be too, especially when you get into night fighting. Oh, I can't wait, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> this is me off. So. Which faction will QGN outfit be? Well, we have <laughs> we have a voting going on on our forums at QGNCommunity.com, and, or QuestGamingCommunity.com, sorry. And the leader by a landslide currently is Venu. Me and Mike are big fans of Venu. I know that Derek wants to be Venu. So, guarantee I'm about 90% sure we're going to be Venu. As our I'm primary outfit. I'm 100% sure we're going to be Venu. <laughs> Venu are all accurate. They look that. BA. They're just awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to be Venu before I even realized that you guys wanted to be Venu. I mean, they're just... I mean, looking at the three, it's kind of a given. Yeah. They're amazing. And the nice thing about Venu is that they're usually lower on the uh, the ratio when it comes to player base. And trust me, I'm going to get into that question in a second, but that's a good thing. And I'll explain to you why in a little bit. You don't want to be the majority. Uh, favorite vehicle and weapon. Uh, in Planet Side 1, my favorite vehicle was the Reaper. Um, I spent most of my time in the air, so when it came to ground units... I used a basic assault rifle and grenades, and that was it. It was all about my Reaver and my Liberator. Liberator being the bomber. I can't right. say what my favorites are in plant. Well, actually, I can. Um, favorite vehicle currently, I'd have to say, is the Liberator. It's just amazingly fun. Um, my favorite weapon... Um... Max suit with dual machine gun. Uh, I haven't played this game yet, so the first one, my favorite vehicle was the Mag Rider tank. I used to love running people over and shooting people. It was fun. Favorite weapon I used to like was the sniper rifle. Use my tank, get up really high, start shooting people, jump in the tank, go shoot somebody else. Um, <laughs> pretty much that covers it for me. 
And Derek's never played Plantside. No, but Mike's uh, sounds pretty. Okay, let me pretty ask much you. on par with what I would do. From what you've seen, what would your favorite vehicle or weapon that you are w- most interested in trying? Um, sniper, definitely. I just just from what I've seen, it looks like a prime space for a lot of good sniping. Uh, the vehicles, not quite sure. I don't know what anything's called, but it would be a tank. Okay, there's two different tanks for each faction. You have your general tank called a Lightning, which is your light armor one-man tank that has okay. that projectile trajectory that, you're, that you see normally on a tank where it has that loft projector mm-hmm. uh, projectile. And then okay. you, each, you have one tank for each specifically for each faction. Um, the venue has the Mag Rider, which is has the primary weapon the driver mans is a laser cannon. Then you have a machine gun up top for anti-infantry for your second rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think tank. I'll have to go with that one. I'm more of a heavy tank. And the nice thing about it is it's a, hev- a hover tank, so you can like almost jump over other vehicles with it. It's fun. Yeah. And it's easier like, to climb mountains and stuff like that. It's the most accurate tank in the game that I know of. But it has like the least armor, I believe. Yeah, and doesn't hit as hard as others. No. Um, Alright, uh, next question. Favorite moment you can talk about so far in the beta? I hope I'm not infringing on any NDA here, but it was when I was a max unit. I was walking down a path that was like a canyon, and there was a rock overhang above me. It was dusk in the game, so it was late evening. And... <clears throat> I was armed with a flat cannon and a machine gun. I heard a flying vehicle coming at me and machine gun fire hitting all around me. I turned around and saw an aircraft, a new conglomerate aircraft, a Reaver, coming at me. Opened fire with my flat cannon. He burst into flames and crashed into the stone pillar above me. And I I turned around and walked towards the base. As I started walking towards the base, the aircraft annulled rubble fell down in front of me and just exploded and I walked right through it. Nice. And I felt like a complete yeah. BA. And then I, I, I went face to face with an enemy lightning and that ended that, that life. <laughs> well, I was about to say that was epic. It was epic. And even going through the smoke and seeing a lightning run me over was still kind of epic. Uh, that made a good like trailer. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that, that kind of stuff happens to me in the game all the time. So it's really hard to really pick a favorite, and I'm, I tried to be as general and vague as possible. I don't want to infringe on any NDAs here. But um, everything I said has already been well-known in the game. So, yeah, there's the heavy combat, being in heavy combat situations where I guess the favorite experience I've had in the game so far was defending a small base on top of a hill with the new conglomerate on one side coming at us, and a Terrain Republic on the other side with full vehicles, ground units, the whole nine yards, defending that one base for several hours. Insane. Um, do you think the player base starting out will be more MMO or more FPS? It's actually a great balance of both. Um, actually, when it comes to you know fan bases going in, I think it's going to be a really good balance of both, really. The biggest draw is the people who are general gamers who enjoy their first-person shooters as well as their MMOs. 
Yeah, you're going to see a lot of different types of people in here. I mean, from your hardcore first-person shooter fans to your hardcore RPG fans to your general gamers like us. I mean, the game pretty much appeals to everybody. Yeah, even those people who do not are not big fans of first-person shooters will go into this game because of everything you can do and the fact that it is an MMO, but it's a unique MMO. And a lot of MMO players are looking for that right now. A lot. Yeah, that's that's the camp I'm from. I'm, I mean, I'm not a really big FPS shooter guy. And I love my MMOs, but they have gotten so stale, I'm looking for something different. And this looks really exciting. Well, sir, we have your answer! <laughs> Alright, next question. Since it's a first-person shooter, do you think there will be any balance issues between factions since they have different play styles and passes? Um, no, because this formula has been tried and true in Planet Side 1, and it holds true to Planet Side 2. That's why they have three factions as opposed mm-hmm. to two. Exactly. It's a complete counterbalance system. Yeah, I and know um, the first Planet Side, most of the time you have, all of them are even with uh, them kind of fluctuating between a percent or two off depending on the time of day. Yeah, exactly. Generally is how it worked out. You know, At you know dusk time, you know, evening time, there might be a little bit more new conglomerate on, but in the morning there'd be Norm Benu. So it kind of just fluctuated. I think he was mostly referring to like the how the fact that Venu are laser based, more accuracy, less power, Prime Republic, spray and pray on the mid balance, or you have the new conglomerate, which are heavy hitters, less accuracy. Well, you just answered it right there. They counterbalanced each other. Exactly. <laughs> No, I really don't think there are going to be any balance issues, and for what I've seen so far, there are none. Oh, I was answering the next question. Yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) The next question that might kind of answer ready is, can you see one faction being dominant in the sense that the ratio would be like 10 to 2 to 1 with players? Um, Yes and no. There is always going to be an off-balance, but it's never going to be a severe off-balance. And one of the key factors that Planetside 1 did and Planetside 2 is, I, I think, might, I've, I've heard somewhere that they might be carrying this over to Planetside 2, and they should, is that when, for instance, say that you're Venu and you're coming on in the morning, and there are, let's say that the balance is 38% new conglomerate, 36% terrain, and you guys are in the 20%. What would happen is, is you would get a 4, a 2 to 10% XP increase depending on how much of an off-balance it was. Yeah, they do increases on, like, I'm not sure if they're going to do resources or not, but it'll be like, uh, it says XP bonus, probably resources, something to that effect. The lowest one, you'll get an increase. So if there's, like, 20% venue, they'll get, like, a 5 or 6% increase. If there's, like, 30% uh, new conglomerate, they'll get a small, like, a 2 3%. And then the one that's 50%, so the Terran Republic, they wouldn't get any bonus. Correct. So they so encourage like people that. to yeah, go to the other that's side. perfect. But like that. I was saying, though, you know, it, <clears throat> it's going to change, too. You might be on the low end in the morning, the Venu, but in the evening, you might be, you know, on the high end with everybody on. So it, it works both ways every time, because yeah. if you want to be in a situation where you know, like, okay, well, the Venu are not going to be on very often, I want to be there. For one, you're going to help your faction during that point, but also you're going to get that XP gain. Yeah. So in general, the ratio is going to be fairly even. It just depends on the type of time of day that you log in. I've never on what the ratio ever be. seen a gross imbalance in, this, in Planetside yet. No, no. And if you look at all the, 
if you look at the different uh, sites out there right now that are anticipating this game, there's polls out there about what faction you want to be, and they're all within like one percent of each other. Yeah, it's a great split. It's all about your play style. I just love I, I love the look of Anu. I love how their weapons work and the accuracy involved. I don't really care so much about um, being able to hit them really, really hard because I can hit them enough accurately to where I don't have to worry about it. So that's just, again, my opinion. But that's the, that's the, that's the one thing that we were really concerned about when we first decided to do an outfit with this network is because people are going to want to do different things. That's why we put a vote up. And that's why... And that's why the votes all went to Venu for the most part, with a couple of votes to Terrain, a couple of votes to that. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, don't you're not going to see an imbalance, and if you do, it's going to be oh, it's going to be counterbalanced with an XP gain, maybe like Mike said, a resource gain. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, anything else you guys want to say on all this before you close out the show? Um, I better get my uh, beta email real soon, or I'm gonna go drive down to San Diego, go ape crap on <laughs> these guys, and um, probably be in jail. And you'll be having a new host on the show very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Patience, young Padawan. Patience, young Vanu. You'll get there soon enough. Build my own laser weapon. All right, give me my invite now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play the game. I swear. As a cap, cops drag him off. And I would just uh, echo Mike because uh, uh, talking about this today has not helped my patience with waiting <laughs> at all. So great. Sony's going to look at us as a bad thing instead of a good thing, this show. <laughs> You're not helping us. You're actually hindering us. What the heck? Now, we love you, Sony, for play- for making this game. That's why we talk about it. All right. We have some iTunes shout-outs to go into. For the USA, Jonathan P. Kick Arse Jackson actually said kick a Jackson, but we'd edit that down a little bit. Family-friendly show and all. In the UK, we got Richard H., Valiant Snell 91, and Vom 49. Um, in Australia, I want to make a quick mention that we did get a one-star review, and the, the review simply said Fred told us to. Fred is not on this show, not involved in this show. Why in the world did you give us a one-star review? Nothing to do with the show. Anyway... Fred, that knock on your door is someone with a laser weapon. Don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our final thoughts of the evening. I pretty much Mike and Derek already said theirs. I can't wait for all my friends to get in the game with me, and I really cannot wait for this game to launch. I cannot wait for the NDA to lift so I can talk about everything I want to talk about, making this show like twice as long as what it actually is. I can't wait to shoot somebody in the head. You'll get your chance, Mike. You'll get your chance. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final thoughts. I already said mine. Anything else you guys want to say before we finish this up? Just that I want to shoot somebody in the head. Got to one-track mine. Fair enough. And, and right now it's on shooting somebody in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I am glad the votes are going in the correct direction with the vending. <laughs> no, I told you right now that we don't have to, anything to worry about. I will make it... Just Vanu. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's going to make like 50 different accounts on the forums and make them all Vanu. Tyrannix 1, Tyrannix 2, Tyrannix 3, <laughs> Tyrannix 4. Fred's going to look at the results and go, what the hell? <laughs> all right, um, really quick, I just wanted to bring up a Kickstarter program that I started from being prodded from a lot of my a lot of the, the network fans. 
about my book my book I wrote called Continue C O N T I N I A. I can't even spell my own book. C O N T I N I A. Ivey, one of those days, I swear. And it's basically a Kickstarter that, if you don't know how Kickstarter works, it's a way of pledging or donating money to for a certain cause for that creative project. Um, this cause is to get Continua into print form right now, and it's been in an ebook form for the last year and a half, and this is one of the only ways I'm probably ever going to be able to get it to print. Uh, if Kinks, if Kickstarter is successful, the book is guaranteed to go into print. And people who donate certain amounts will get either a free copy of the book, a free signed copy of the book, their name in the book, that kind of thing. So just check it out. Go to uh, kickstarter.com and just, just do a search for Continia, C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A. And it's just right there. Just take a look. And if you can, donate something into it. I would be more than grateful. This is a dream of mine, and it, I believe in this book. I believe it can be successful. Donate or I'll kill you. <laughs> it's it's a really good uh, it's a really good book. I, the only reason I have stopped reading it when I do is because I have to. Like it sucks you in. I'm I'm shooting for the signed copy. <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. Um, on a second note, I'm going to start my own Kickstarter campaign, Joe. Hmm? to get you an editor and not for your book because I know you already have one for your book I'm going to get an editor to follow you around and just edit the words you say because you can't spell anything thanks Mike <laughs> no secret so I can't donate. type we're going to hire somebody to follow Joe around all day I can type a million words freaking <laughs> a minute but I can't spell half of them <laughs> what he meant to say was <laughs> alright PlanetsideOffTheRecord.com is our official website for this show. Go in there and take a look at it. QuestGamingNetwork.com is our main hub for our network. It has all of our shows on it, including shows that do not have their own specific iTunes page. So go take a look at that as well, like our QGN Community Cast, phenomenal podcast. You can only find it there or on iTunes under Quest Gaming Network. Um... If you want to email the show, email us anything, anything you guys want, questions, comments, anything, planetsideofftherecord at gmail.com. You can find this show on Twitter at planetsideotr. I can be found on Twitter at author J.R. Wilson. Mike can be found at insanehero, H-I-R-O. Keth can be found, who is not with us right now, at Keth Gaming. And Derek, do you want to give any information out for you? Yeah, sure. Um, I can be found at Subproto. P-R-O-T-O? S-U-B-P-R-O-T-A. See, I can't spell. Done. (laughs) That's what I meant to say, and I just... Yeah, anyway. I'm shutting up now. I would just like to say, everybody, we'll see you on the other side. Adios, amigos. Later. Senor douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss you. There's a bar one when we need him. <laughs> <laughs>